Here's the title of the message tonight. Don't get worried, but this is the title. Zeus can't save you. Acts chapter 14, beginning with verse 8. Now at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking. And Paul looked intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, Paul said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. In verse 11, and when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in Lyconian, in their native tongue, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and they wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the, apostle, the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd. And they were crying out in verse 15. You with me? Say amen. amen. Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you. And we bring good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness. For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrain the people from offering sacrifice to them. Lord, I just pray right now that through your word, and the power of the Holy Spirit moving here in your house, we would surrender our lives fully to this good news. God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Jesus Christ, for the victory tonight. That everyone here would know only one God saves. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Let all God's people say amen and amen. amen. Zeus can't save you. But I know somebody who does save. I know somebody who keeps on saving. I know somebody who will never fail you, never leave nor forsake you. I know somebody who has all power and all authority. And unfortunately, still today, there are people that look to other gods to save. There's only one true God. For everyone here in the house of the Lord, only one. And he will not share the glory. Only one true God, and his name is Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. If you're watching online, there's only one God. One true God, his name is Jesus. He has all power and all authority. Only one God came and took on flesh and went to a cross and died. You will not be able to give me another God who took on flesh and died for the world, laid down his life that we might be saved and set free. There's only one God who gave his only begotten son to die on a cross. Any other religion will tell you what you have to do to get to God. But only one God, while we were yet sinners, came to set you and I free. You will find no other like our God. 
Paul and Barnabas came to a very small town, but a town that only knew how to worship Zeus and Hermes. They only knew the pagan stuff. They, they didn't know anything about our God, the almighty God. They didn't know anything about Jesus, the resurrected Savior. They, they didn't know anything. Still today, you walk around here in New York City and people do not know about our God. It is amazing. There's still a, there's a generation coming up right now. They don't even know the name Jesus. They've never been to church. They've never gone to Sunday school. Mama's never taken them into a church. They've never picked up a Bible, never read a Bible. There is a generation coming up right now that doesn't know the truth of who God is. They don't even know that they're loved. Love has been defined by failures and mistakes. Love has been defined by pride and jealousy and bitterness and every man and woman for themselves. This was the city of Lystra. Saw they knew pagan gods. All they knew were the gods that man has made up for themselves in order to satisfy our own emotions and feelings. Anything outside of the one true God is man's effort to create gods that simply satisfy only what we want and according to our flesh, our emotions, and our feelings. You do know that. The gods that we've created, the gods that we praise, the gods, lowercase g, are all man-made gods, all gods that we've created out of our own thinking, out of our own way of reasoning, in the effort to somehow put a limit to what we should believe in. But to be able to receive the only true God has to be a complete surrender, receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Paul and Barnabas show up in Lystra. Paul is speaking. And without a doubt, He's talking about who Jesus Christ is as Lord and Savior. Without a doubt, he's telling people how God loves and cares. Without a doubt, he's telling people how Jesus went to a cross, died, and rose again on the third day. And then the Bible tells us that in this small town, there was this man crippled since birth. He has never walked. It represents who we are as sinners, born sinners. But the Bible says that he was listening. Not only was he, was, was he listening, but he was listening in faith, receiving everything that Paul was saying. And then Paul looks at him intently, and he looks at him and he recognizes this man has truly put his faith in the living God. So I love Paul. He gets right to it with a loud voice so that everyone in the room can hear. Stand upright. Get on your feet. And the Bible says that immediately he jumps up. And he starts walking. I mean, this was amazing for them. The people in Lister, they never seen something like this. That was impressive. But still, because they were completely wrapped up in their own way of thinking, they didn't process and understand in faith that this power was not by man, but by God in heaven. And so, when they saw the man jump up and start walking around, immediately they got a little excited and they thought Zeus had showed up in human form to meet them. Now, the Bible says that the people were speaking in their native tongue. 
Paul and Barnabas didn't speak their language, so it took a little while for them to figure out what in the world is going on right now. So Paul and Barnabas, here they are, totally focused on giving God all the glory because Paul and Barnabas knew that the power that was given to them was not their own. The power that they'd received was the power of the Holy Spirit to believe God for miracles, to believe God for healing. This same power has been given to us even today. Man, I want to see that, don't you? I want to be able to see people who are sick, see people who are hurting. I want to believe even tonight that those who are sick in their body can be healed in the name of Jesus. The same God that we read in this word is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Why have we stopped believing in faith for miracles? This is not a history lesson. This God is present right now. His power hasn't changed. The power of God is not like our phones that die every second and we're looking to get plugged in somewhere. When we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we are fully charged. Fully charged, given this power, able to walk in authority and to believe in the name of Jesus that the sick will be healed, that blind eyes can be opened, that the deaf can hear again, that cancer can be gone, diabetes gone, back pain gone, whatever it is, arthritis gone, small or big, it doesn't matter. But in the name of Jesus, I believe right now, tonight, that people can be healed. I want to believe like that. I want to run up on people like Paul. And not because I want to be like Paul, but because of the power that's been given to Paul is the same power that's been given to you and I. If you'd believe in faith. Believe in faith. Faith comes to hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so if, if, if we're listening to this word, if we're reading this, this is why I always say, anybody got their Bible? Have you read it? Do you believe in it? Do you believe in faith? Because as we stand on this word, we can expect something supernatural to happen. So when we listen together, whether I'm the one communicating or you're the one receiving, but together we're believing for God to show up in a supernatural way. I want to see his power. I want to see his power. I want to see his glory. And he gets the glory for it all. He gets the glory for it all. Oh, these guys in Lystra, they start speaking in their native language. They're getting all excited. Paul and Barnabas are like, okay, wow, really, what's going on right now? And they're like, Hermes is here. Zeus is here. Hermes was the, 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 the god of the message, the, the messenger god. You know, and so because they, they called Paul Hermes because most likely it was Paul that was speaking the most as he was sharing with the people in Lystra. And so they was like, he must be Hermes. No, 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 he, he's not Hermes. He, he's definitely a messenger, and he's definitely sharing a message. But all the glory goes to Jesus Christ, who's in the message. He's not Hermes. Paul doesn't get the glory. And, and then all of a sudden, they're, they're looking at Barnabas, and there must have been something about Barnabas. There must have been something really strong and powerful in his demeanor. But again, that, that, that strength cometh from the Lord. Power cometh from the Lord, the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you. But if you don't understand this in faith, then you'll lean on human reasonings to process the power that we experience. It's, it's, I don't want anybody to, to walk out of here and go, oh man, you know, this was, something's like so like, like different. It's just, I, don't, I don't get it all. Like, it was like a good feeling, but anyway, back to usual. No, 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 no. 
What you're feeling tonight is the presence of God and the power of his spirit. I was on a missions trip with Nikki Cruz, someone who we love here very much, a great evangelist of our time and still ministering all over the world. I was with him in Oslo, Norway, and I'll never forget, we did an outreach on the street and we did some music and we shared testimony and I shared just a quick gospel message in five minutes. It was a crowd, about 50 to 75 people had gathered listening and I shared the word, a few people responded and we prayed for a few people. Then as we were tearing down, I noticed that two people came back up, a male and female, and eventually they told me that they were brother and sister, but I, I walked up to them. I said, I noticed that you were here earlier, but then you came back. I said, why? And they said, well, because we've never felt what we felt right here on this block. It was something. We couldn't figure it out, but it was something really powerful, they said. So when we walked away, we felt like we, we needed to go back and see if we could feel it again in the same spot. And, and when we're back, we still sense that power and presence of whatever it is. They didn't understand what it was. And I was so glad that they came back because I, I wanted them to know that that power has been given to you. And that power will never leave you nor forsake you. That power is the power to save. That power is the power to keep you everywhere that you go. That power shows up in your bedroom tonight. I don't care what kind of environment you're in in your home. The power and the presence of God is with you when you lay down. It's, you know what it is? It's the light in the dark. When the light of Christ shows up in your life, it quenches the darkness. But the light always loves to show off in the dark. The light needs the dark in order for the light to show up. You know what I'm saying? So for those of you that might feel like, man, I'm just going back to kind of a dark situation. I'm going back to this place where, oh man, if you only knew my roommate, if you only knew the kind of place, my block, my neighborhood, that's okay. Because when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you are going to be in a position to change the atmosphere. It ain't Hermes. It's not Zeus. Zeus is here. Hermes is here. You know, Zeus, Zeus represents the God of thunder, right? Zeus represents the God of thunder. So they say, but Zeus ain't the God of thunder. Zeus doesn't hold the lightning rod. Zeus is powerless. Zeus doesn't exist. Zeus can't save you. Zeus is man's imagination to create a myth in the effort to reach out to some power source greater than oneself, yet not willing enough to submit and surrender to the one who holds the thunder, the one who created the lightning, the one who created the heavens and the earth. I don't know if you're, if you're fully understanding this, but you don't got to turn there, but you can listen. But if you want to turn there, you can. But let me read something in Job chapter 37. If you really want to know the God of thunder, I love this portion of scripture in Job 37. I'm going to read it quick because we got to get back to Lystra to wrap up what happened with Paul and Barnabas. But in Job chapter 37, the Bible says in verse 2, Keep listening to the thunder of his voice and the rumbling that comes from his mouth. Oh, just in case you might be a little confused, that ain't Zeus. Verse 3, under the whole heaven, he lets it go and his lightning 
to the corners of the earth. After it, his voice roars. He thunders with his majestic voice. And he does not restrain the lightnings when his voice is heard. Verse 5, God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. Oh, there is a God of thunder. There is a God of thunder. His name is El Shaddai. His name is Adonai. His name is Elohim, creator, the mighty strong one. As we like to say here in New York City, don't get it twisted. There's only one true God. Oh yeah, there, there's a God of thunder. There is a God who has power in his hands. There is a God who handles the lightning, the rain, the clouds, and the winds. There is a good God who runs it all. And this same good God wants to come and occupy the space that sits right here in this frail body. Man, flesh, the God of thunder, the real God of thunder, offers his power, his presence, his spirit, salvation, healing, breakthrough, miracles, deliverance, his spirit dwelling inside of you, an undeniable presence, power that comes by faith in knowing that God can save you, set you free, make you a new person. He is creator. Listen, all of a sudden, this other guy shows up. The priest of Zeus. You ain't no priest of nothing if you are the priest of Zeus. Zeus can't save you. The priest comes down and says, well, let's do this. Let's, let's, somebody bring me an oxen and a garland to the gates so that we can make a sacrifice with the crowd. Listen, priest of Zeus, you don't need an oxen and a garland because we've been already given the Lamb of God and the cross. And the Lamb of God and the cross has done far more than we could ever do with an oxen and some wreaths that we're going to put around around the door. That's what, they, that's what the garland was, like these little, these little cute wreaths. But there was nothing cute about the cross. It was messy. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, laid down his life. That great sacrifice. Paul and Barnabas said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you kill that oxen, before you hang your little wreaths and try to make this look all cute. Wait, 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 wait. Paul and Barnabas, the Bible says they tore their clothes. Like, and it was a sign of, of distress, a sign of, of, of mourning and grief, saying, wait, 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 come on, people of Lystra. You're getting this wrong. 
You're getting this wrong. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't. We dare not touch the glory. No, stop. We don't get the praise. God gets the praise. No, stop. We're human. We're flesh. We're flesh just like you. Look, we're just, we're just of human nature. There's, there's no Zeus. We're not Zeus and Hermes. I don't even know where you're getting that stuff from. But only one God gets the praise. Only one person gets all the glory. And here's the danger of who we are as a people. It is amazing how when we can't fully grasp and understand this, and when we attempt to try to grasp the good news without faith, we're, uh, we are left to our own reasoning, our own logic, and the effort to try to embrace a higher power. And if you don't believe this in faith, your effort to reach for a higher power is a reach sometimes not directly, vertically to heaven, to the one who sits on the throne, but we start to reach it this way. And we start to make idols out of different things that we attach ourselves to. We, we make idols out of celebrities. We make idols out of our, even our, our favorite motivational speakers. We make idols out of our favorite movie stars, our, our favorite pop singers. It's amazing how a place will erupt if a pop singer or a, a famous actor steps out on Broadway. I've talked to y'all about this before, but it, it's amazing how... Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Denzel Washington come walking up the block. Some of y'all just about lose yourself. Look at you. Look at you. Denzel can't save you. Big old stretch SUV pulls up on Broadway. Ooh, who's coming out? Who's coming out? Y'all stop in the middle of the street waiting to see when that door opens and who's going to come out. <laughs> and if it's somebody that you appreciate, if it's somebody that you adore, if it's somebody that you tend to idolize, you feel like you have to tell somebody about it. And in that moment, we either text somebody, ooh, girl, guess who just stepped out of the Cadillac? <laughs> All of a sudden, we want to be a witness of somebody. We want to testify about something. We want to praise someone. We want to adore someone. It's amazing how quickly we will be a witness for a man or a woman, but we'll go silent when it comes to the goodness of Jesus Christ and letting somebody know that our God reigns, our God lives. Guess who's here right on Broadway? Jesus Christ. His presence is here. Human form can't contain the presence of Jesus Christ. He's alive. His spirit is here. You need to pull out your phone and tell somebody, do the selfie. Hey, let me tell you, I'm in church right now, and the presence of God is here. And if you want to know about somebody who's able to make your day, it is Jesus Christ. 
Zeus can't save you. Hermes can't save you. But I know somebody who has the power to invade your soul and transform your life. Paul got, he got intense. He said, no, 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 I got, I got good news for you. I got good news. We're talking about God, he said. We're talking about Jesus. And if you would turn, turn away from those vain things, Scripture says. Paul was like, no, no, come on. This, this, this praising and idolizing these things here at the surface, no, 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 no. That's just the pride of life. That's you and your own pride, only wanting to praise and worship that which makes sense to you. But you got to believe this in faith tonight. You got to believe this in faith that there's only one true God. You have to believe this in faith that there's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. You have to believe this in faith that he went and died on a cross, set you free from sin, loose the chains of darkness. You have to take hold of God. He said, he's a merciful God. Paul was like, he's, he's a merciful God. He's creator. The creator of the heavens and the earth, the rain, the stars. Stop worshiping the things that he created and worship the creator. Stop worshiping and idolizing the good things that you're able to take hold of, these things, these material things. These good things come from a good God. The only one who gets the glory and the praise is the giver of life. Money can't save your soul. So before you get to hooping and hollering because your bank account look good, or before you start boo-hooing and crying because your bank account don't look good, Give God praise. Surrender your life to Jesus. Recognize who he is as your provider. Recognize who he is as the God who offers his power, life, and life more abundantly. And whether there's a dollar in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, know this, that neither one will not save your soul. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? Jesus said that himself. What does it profit? Because your money's not going to save your soul. Your girlfriend, that pretty girlfriend that you got, the one you always taking pictures of and always posting on Instagram, expecting all of us to like that picture, because you two think you two look so good. Your girl is not going to save your soul. Ladies, that handsome young man that you got, that handsome smile, all that nice talk with that deep voice. Hey, how you doing? That whisper in your voice can't compare to the small, still voice of the Lord that will continue to tell you, I love you. At the end of the day, that girl is human, flawed, failed, 
and desperately in need of Jesus. At the end of the day, that man is human, flawed, failed, and desperately in need of Jesus. There is no knight in shining armor. I know some of y'all are like, oh, well, my grandmother told me that, okay, that I was going to find that knight in shining armor. No, 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 there's no, there's no such thing as a knight in shining armor. As long as that individual is flesh, they are flawed, broken, failed, desperately in need of Jesus. Now, if you want a knight in shining armor, if you want a rider on the white horse, If you want somebody who can really flex muscle, show up in the midnight hour, sweep you off your feet, tell you how much he loves you, how much he cares, how much he'll never leave you nor forsake you, how he's going to be with you forever and ever and ever, that would be Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Church, you know why while Paul and Barnabas were still attempting to tell the people, slow it down, stop, we're not Zeus, we're not Hermes, these guys can't save you, all glory belongs to Jesus. In this story, the Bible says in verse 18 that even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them, which means they didn't fully give in to the message. They were still so entrenched in their own way of thinking that they were still trying to hang the garland and preparing the oxen. It was a really unfortunate moment that they were still leaning on their own way of thinking it's like they kind of understood it but didn't fully get it. But it really reflects even today's generation, 2019. There's still a lot of people that I kind of understand it, but I don't fully get it. And so because I don't fully get it, I'm still going to reach for different things here on this earth to satisfy me. There are still some things that I idolize down here, even though I kind of really do appreciate that guy's real animated message about Jesus. My concern is that sometimes we walk out these doors and we allow questions to consume us rather than faith in Jesus to settle us. You will finally settle and surrender when your faith is completely in Jesus Christ. When you know without a doubt that it is only Jesus who can save me tonight. I want to pray with you. I want to pray that every person here will be able to sing this song that we're going to sing, My Hallelujah. It belongs to Jesus. All glory belongs to Jesus. 
And may this place roar in worship tonight. And for those of you that might still be struggling with questions, still trying to process this whole faith thing, I pray that your effort to reason, your effort to logically understand would bow to faith, faith in Jesus. And there's no shame. So if, you're, if you've got questions, but you, you want to be saved tonight, you want to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, even if it's just one person, I want to pray with you. If you brought somebody with you and they've had a lot of questions and a lot of doubts, but tonight is for people who want to be fully surrendered. Like, I'm, I'm going all out tonight. I heard this word. I don't want to be lost like these people in this small town. It's bad enough I feel lost in this big city. But tonight, if you want to fully surrender your life to Jesus Christ, if you want to, maybe there's questions and doubts you've been struggling with, would you be bold enough to lay them down right here, right here across the front as you come forward? I'm going to pray for every person here that comes forward and says, I'm laying down questions. I'm laying down my doubts. I'm going to lay down my fears. I'm also going to lay down the idols that I've been holding to those things that I tend to praise and worship that have taken the place of the one true God. Lay it down here. Be bold enough. To, whatever it is, those questions, those doubts, lay them down tonight in the name of Jesus. There's a, there's a wonderful um, sister in the faith here at Times Square Church. She, she's one of our senior mothers. and Her name is Mama May. and She actually sang a solo in our three o'clock service and I love Mama May and not because sometimes she cooks a nice little meal for me which is a blessing but right before this service from time to time Mama May will pull me aside and give me a word of encouragement because I want you to know we all need a word of encouragement including those of us that stand up here night in and night out and, um, and she said remember she said, she said now remember Pastor David always stay under the anointing. The anointing representing the power of the Holy Spirit that fills us. She said, always speak boldly in the power of the Holy Spirit. Trust that God will anoint you and keep you. And she said, and remember always the glory of the Lord. The glory belongs to him. He's anointed you, but the glory belongs to him. And it just brings me to tears, just that wonderful truth that God would be so kind to give us himself in the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us, regardless of just our frailties and the stuff that we've done wrong and the mistakes that we've made and regardless of the questions in our minds and the doubts and the fears and you know that stuff that we wrestle with in our head like through the night and yet because he loves us so much he gives us his spirit not because we've earned it not because we deserve it and so how much more should we just give him the glory so tonight lay it all down and live for the glory of Jesus Christ. 
I'm right with you. I'm, I'm on my knees just in complete surrender. And would you pray with me? You pray with me this evening and may all of us pray this prayer. I surrender my life, Jesus. I put my faith completely in you. You are the God that saves. My faith is in you, Jesus. You are the risen Savior. You are the healer of my heart. I put my trust in you. I lay all things down. I lay the questions down at your feet. I lay down my doubt. I lay down fear. And I look to you, Jesus, to lead me and to guide me in all of my ways. Save me, Jesus. Save me from myself. Live inside of me. Give me your Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. I want to experience miracles. I want to experience healing. Healing in my life. And the faith to believe. For the healing of others. My life is committed to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.